0: As a life coach, author, speaker, and trainer, Mary Ann's purpose and passion is fueled by her desire to see all women from coast to coast live life on their terms. Her guests will provide you with real life tips and strategies to inspire and empower you to create change. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Mary Ann. Hello everyone and welcome
1: back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Mary Ann. I am your host, Marianne rivera Dannert, known as the Fearless Living Coach and Career Reset Strategist. This evening, I have an amazing woman that I am going to be speaking to. Her name is Sierra. She is a restoration life coach. She's an author, she is a wife, she is a mother. And Sierra, let's take it away. So, why don't you tell us
0: a little bit more about who you are? Hello. And again, thank you um, for having me as a guest on your podcast. It is truly an honor. I have been watching you and your growth and just doing great things in the kingdom. So kudos to you. Continue to just press forward into your purpose and everything that God has for you. Um, Thank you for having me. Um, Like Marianne stated, my name is Sierra Hilaire. I am first a wife I am a mother of four. We have together three teenage girls and a little one, which is our boy. And I am also a certified self-care strategist, a speaker, and an author. Uh, I'm also the CEO of Divine Potential Services, Inc., which is a nonprofit organization. But in a nutshell, my mission in life is to activate women to be authentic, balanced, and free to relentlessly pursue their purpose through practical strategies, solutions, and support. And so out of all of the things that I do and the hats that I wear, my ultimate vision is to see lives restored, established, strengthened, and thriving. And so that's me.
1: (laughs) That is awesome. 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 So, seeing
0: lives restored, why? Why is that so important for you? That is a really good question. And in order to answer that, I would have to kind of go all the way back pretty much into my childhood. Um, you know, I was a product of a broken family. My mother and father divorced when I was about um, eight or nine years old. And as I got older and had my own family, I realized the impact that that divorce had on my soul. It um, caused me to uh, struggle with like depression, um, weight gain, just, you know, different issues in my self-esteem and my confidence because I didn't realize how that traumatic experience impacted my soul. And so, um, I became a mother at 15 years old by my husband, praise God, you know, that we ended up staying together and making Mm -hmm. it work. I know that's not, uh, common, you know, especially in the black community. So I definitely give God praise for that. But, um, I ended up having a second child by the time I was 18 with my husband, um, We ended up getting married by the time I was 19 years old. But at that point, uh, I just found myself lost and broken, you know, um, seeking and searching for answers. My health was being impacted. I wasn't happy and I was just broken. And I just knew that there was something more. I just knew that God had more for me. I just knew that there was a realer god than the religious god that I had learned about. And so, um that's kind of the background in terms of the restoration piece, you know. So my goal when I am working in that area of restoration or doing that work with a client, you know, is to really get them to tap into the issues of their heart, you know, and deal with unforgiveness, deal with bitterness, deal with the anger, deal with the resentment and ultimately take responsibility for their life, you know, for their choices and help them change their perspective. Because I just believe that the word of God says all things work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. And so now when I look back over my life, my life didn't happen to me. My life life happened for me. It was all a setup to be able to walk in my purpose, to be able to bring others out of darkness and depression. And so that's kind of how the whole restoration piece, um, which is my niche, came about. So, yeah, (laughs) that is awesome. So when you hear the
1: words free uh, transformative freedom, what does that mean to you? what what resonates in your spirit when you hear those words
0: um i would say when i hear the words transformative freedom i just say letting go like just letting go of the past letting go of the pain letting go of what you had in mind and really just trusting god's plan because that's how i was ultimately able to walk in freedom. I really just had to let go and learn how to receive, receive the love of God, receive his grace, receive his mercy, which was always available to me. I just didn't know it because my view of life, of people needed a shift. My perspective, the lens in which I saw things needed to change. And so when I was able to really just let go and receive the love, first of all, that God had for me as Abba, as father, as his daughter, I was then transformed and able to walk into a new level, another level of freedom, not freedom like what the world says, but freedom in Christ, you know, freedom through the blood of Jesus, true freedom. So when I hear the word transformative freedom, I think of just letting go to receive.
1: That's awesome. You mentioned something that's very important. When you talk about trusting God and accepting the love of Christ for our listeners who may struggle with low self-esteem, not feeling worthy, not feeling
0: that they are enough. How does one go about that? Well, I can only share what I did, right? What I believe worked for me and that was ultimately renewing my mind. So I had to readjust some things in my routine, right? I had to be intentional about spending time in prayer. I had to be intentional about getting teachings that spoke to that very issue in my soul. I had to be intentional about consuming content, reading books that talked about those things from other people's point of view. So it was just a constant renewal of my mind a constant changing the way i think feel and see myself for what god ultimately says thinks and feels about me so and it's still a daily habit it's still a part of my routine that i implement daily because to be honest i feel like that's really the number 1 thing that the enemy attacks is our identity is our confidence is our self-esteem, right? Like if he can get to those things, he knows that he can stop you from walking in your purpose. He can stop you from really showing up authentically. He can shut your voice down, right? So those are just some things that I did um, to build my confidence and self-esteem. It was really just making uh, the renewing of my mind a priority in my daily life.
1: Awesome. So you are an author and I have your book here. Thank you. care a guide to loving and en- to loving you and enjoying life. So one of the things that stood out for me in one of the chapters, surrender, give up control. You mentioned I was a control freak who needed to control everything and everybody Stop. When I say everything literally, <laughs> my husband, my kids, situation, circumstances, and all, if if at all possible, the weather. So what led to you having that mindset of being a control freak? And how what was the process of healing
0: and getting to where you are today? Well, I'm gonna go back to How we started out, because in order to heal, you got to be able to connect the dots. Right. So I truly believe the divorce, that traumatic experience for me, opened the door to fear. And so from that place, I begin to live my life from a place of fear. And so I know that there is a particular scripture um, where Paul said, I'm sorry, was it Paul? Child, who was it? (laughs) <laughs> Joe. There you go. Joe, he said, the very thing that I fear is what came upon me. So mm. I was trying to control my husband, my kids. So the cycle didn't repeat. But what I was doing was creating an environment and I was actually manifesting for that cycle to repeat. So, again, it was the wrong mindset. I had to renew my mind, I had to let go of the control and understand that I don't live from a place of control but more of a place of change. Mm -hmm. And so when I got that revelation that my behavior and my ways were rooted in fear, that's when I was then able to make the change. But first I had to identify where did that come from? And so we have to be able to go back into our history and connect those dots. And it was through my parents' divorce, that traumatic event that happened to me that opened that door. And I was then living a life, literally, just controlled by fear. And so everybody and everything around me got that, you know, fear, because that's how I was able to lead, through fear and control. So if mom got angry or mom yelled or whatever, we knew, like, she ain't playing. And so I created a, a environment in my house where it kind of left my family walking on eggshells. And I talk about that in my book. They were anxious. You know, Um, they couldn't speak with me like open and honest and transparent because they was afraid of how I would respond. And it wasn't because I was an evil or angry person. I just couldn't handle the experiences that I went through in that pain to repeat itself. And it was because I needed to heal from it. Right. So, yeah. yep, that's kind of how the healing process took place. Just being able to... Um, just being able to um, identify where the door opened in my life and trace those steps so I can go back and close those doors and now begin to create new habits, to create healthy habits, to create healthier ways of connecting and communicating with my spouse, with my children and with other people.
1: Awesome. So the book title, 10 Keys to Self-Care, what led to you, number one, coming up with that title and two, why, why write a
0: book and especially about self-care well to be honest when i wrote the book i had no idea why i was writing it i literally wrote that book like oh my goodness over seven years ago but i didn't publish it until 2019 but at the time i was definitely clear you know that um My work, my life work was around self-care and restoration. That was my niche. And then I also felt like that was the reason why I had gotten the situation that I was in because I neglected that. I was so focused on everybody and everything else that I literally neglected me. And so as I begin to do the work and do the inner healing, I realized that self-care was the key. If you think about Christ, right, Christ is like the king of self-care. You know, he went away daily. He got up early to spend time with God. He knew how to set boundaries. He knew when he needed to break away from the crowd. He understood that he couldn't eat certain things, drink certain things, listen to certain things, be around certain things. So, you know, when I think of my life, I'm like, man, I allow so much toxic things and ways and habits and behavior to just build up over the years. And it literally made me somebody else, you know? And so that's why in my mission, it's all about activating women to be their authentic self, like Let's tear those walls down. Like, that's not you, sis. You know, that trauma or those experiences created those ways or those attitudes about you. So, you know, take care of yourself. If that looks like hiring a coach, speaking with a counselor or a therapist, let's get the work done because you can become a better version of yourself. There's more in you. That is so true. That is so true.
1: So what keeps you motivated and inspired to keep going and not give up?
0: A couple of things. First, my ultimate reason is like, God, like when I tell you I'm not playing when I say this, I did not call myself to this work of being a self-care strategist. God called me to this. He has Equipped me, he has empowered me, he strengthened me over the years. Um, and I feel like I owe my life to this work, right? And so that's my daily motivation because of that mindset that I have, where there's a, a healthy obligation to get up and walk in my purpose every day because I'm in um, covenant with God, me and God. Pretty much have a contract, right? And so on top of that, my children are my why, you know, like just to not see certain cycles repeat, to see chains broken in my life. I know that I'm on the right track. I'm in the will of God and that, you know, he's made a change in my destiny and in my family's destiny. So I'm motivated to continue moving forward because done this level of success and results out of the little bit that I've done. I'm just looking forward to the bigger, the more, you know, like the greater to just see how much more change that I'm going to, um, you know, impact other lives with. So that's my motivation to keep going every day. Awesome.
1: So as a mother, as a wife, especially as a mother of four,
0: how do you find time for you and your uh, husband? That is a good question. And to be honest, I have to be intentional about that. And that's actually one thing that I also teach in my group coaching program, like be intentional. So for me and my husband, our date nights are every other Tuesday. And so in the climate of COVID, we had to get creative. We would usually go to a movie or do dinner or something like that. So now we would stay home and kind of just, you know, make sure the house is kind of quiet and everybody in their corner doing their thing. And we would probably stream a movie, go get some takeout and bring it back home or something. Or we'll just sit and talk, you know after hours, kind of after everybody dozed off and things like that. So just finding creative ways, but most importantly, being intentional about finding that quiet time to just connect and talk and reflect and have our time together.
1: Awesome, awesome. So what advice would you give to a woman that is ready to break free and start creating the life that she deserves and desires, but she's not sure what steps to take. What advice would you give her?
0: I would advise her and encourage her to trust the process. Like if there is a pull at your heart, if you know with every fiber of your being that you deserve more, you desire more, I would just encourage you to trust the process. Now, I always encourage people to use wisdom, right? So if there's somebody that you've been watching or following or that you admire, take a leap of faith and reach out to them. You know, whether it's for coaching, mentoring, if they have a YouTube channel, you can subscribe and get daily teaching until you build up the confidence and the strength to really take that next step to actually reach out and connect. But you just have to trust the process and faith without works is dead. So you just got to put some feet behind your faith and (laughs) put yourself out there. That's how I started. You know, um, I knew that one of my gifts wasn't speaking and so at the time I had smaller children and limited resources. My husband was the only income in our home. And I just kept getting this pull in my spirit that God wanted me to do something for women. Like he wanted me to share. He wanted me to support other women because I knew if I was going through so much, there were so many other women out there who needed that safe space, that community to be able to talk without judgment. And so that's another thing too. Thank you. Prayer. Pray for clarity, pray for guidance, for direction. And so in that season of my life years ago, I just began to seek God. Like, I know you want me to do something, but I'm unsure how to do it, where to get started. And I remember him bringing this scripture to my spirit about what's in your house. It's a story about a um, widow woman who lost her husband and all she had was her faith. And the Lord asked her what was in her house. And she had empty jars. Right. Because oftentimes as women, when we feel lost or stuck or unsure, it's usually breeded from a place of emptiness, right? And so we have to find our way. And so those vases were empty. And so she took the vases to her neighbors by faith. And it was a miracle that God just began to fill the vases and she was able to use what seemed to be nothing to her, but it became everything in the hands of God. And so That was a sidebar, going back to my story. I began to pray and seek God about like, I'ma stay at home mom, I don't have friends, you know, I don't barely have (laughs) no money, Lord, what? And I remember he was like, start a free conference call. It's free, you ain't gotta go nowhere. People Mm -hmm. call in and marry in I started that free conference call by Faith. It was called Get Up Girl and Get Inspired. And it was every Monday at 9 a.m. And I led that call for three years straight. That call literally shifted my purpose. This was even before I knew I was a coach, before I knew I would write, before I knew I would host events, anything. And I connected with... People from all over the place. I actually met my Elizabeth. In the Bible, you know, Mary and Elizabeth, when they yeah. saw each other, their babies leaked. I yeah. actually met my Elizabeth on that call. And today we are still as close as close can be. That is my girl. She's all the way in Virginia. I'm in Florida. But it was just that step of faith. And I used what I had. So that will be my encouragement to somebody. Use what you have.
1: That's awesome. So what book have
0: you recently read that truly inspired you? So I'm currently reading, and I think I'm going a, I'm to a promote this man book so heavy. By the time I'm done, everybody going to know about this book. I am <laughs> currently reading... Live the Let Go Life by Joseph Prince. Ooh, okay. That book explains grace and peace to the T. That guy, Joseph Prince, he is a pastor out of Singapore. He has a mega ministry. I've been following him for years. I actually call him my spiritual brother because I say we just connected at the hip like that. I love <laughs> him, man. But, um, He breaks down to help you have an understanding of the peace of God and the grace of God in a way that nobody has ever taught it, in my opinion. So that's what I'm currently reading in this season. Live Let Go Life by um, Pastor Joseph Prince.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. So what are you currently loving
0: and what's currently bringing you joy? Well, of course, my family, I'm home with them because we are in COVID. You know, I've gotten to really just enjoy them in this season, but I am currently loving and enjoying uh, just the new things that God is doing in my life. I'm launching a new series of my show on tomorrow, which is the seventh, I believe, called The Balancing Act with Sierra a special edition, Self-Care for Survivors. And I'm going to bring guests on, and we are going to talk about the the successes and the struggles of balancing life and building a business while making wellness a priority because I think that's such an important subject in this season. And so I'm super excited about that, nervous at the same time, and just really looking forward to... Closing out our year in the strategic society, which me, you are a part of that community and seeing what God has in store for us in 2020. So those are the things that my hands are currently in and what I'm focused on. And it's bringing me joy and I'm excited about it. Awesome. I love it. So tell the audience where they can
1: find you and learn more about you and even grab a copy of your book.
0: Awesome. So I am on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, most social media platforms. Um, at You can find me on all of those social media platforms, Sierra Hilaire, and you can visit my website, SierraHilaire.com. There you can find more about my um, coaching program, Readjust Your Routine, and you can purchase a copy of my book, 10 Keys to Self-Care, and I have a couple of other books that I recently co-authored in. One was A Praying Wife in Waiting, and another one that just launched and became a bestseller, which is called Boss Babes Who Pray, She Don't Pray Fair. (laughs) I love that. Yes, She Don't Pray Fair. And so there you will be able to check out those books, learn more about them, and purchase a copy.
1: So are there any last minute, uh, any last tips or anything that you would like to mention that we did not talk about?
0: So uh, for the past year or so, I've been living by this mantra, this motto, I would say, uh, because of just COVID and. Just everything that's been going on, I just feel that Self-care is so essential in this season, like mental self-care, physical self-care, our financial self-care. And so I will leave these words to make self-care your superpower, period. I love it. So a question that I'd like to ask all my guests
1: as a final question, what does fearless living mean to you?
0: Fearless living means to me being in charge of my time, being in control of the life that I create and just being free, (laughs) free to come, free to do everything that God has purposed and planned for me. So that's what fearless living looks like for me. Awesome. I
1: love it. So thank you very much for joining me
0: and have a good night. Thank you. You have a good night. So everyone,
1: I hope that you enjoyed that podcast episode with Sierra. Please make sure that you check the show notes so you can connect with her and grab a copy of her amazing books. And also check out the book that she referenced. Live the Let Go Life by Joseph Prince. And as always, make sure that you follow, that you subscribe, leave a comment. You are a priority. You matter. You are fearless and you are fabulous. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Don't forget to leave a comment. Be sure to share and subscribe so together we can continue to change lives. I'll see you on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary.